You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And we're back to another edition of Business in Black. This is your host, Anita Harris, and I'm here from BK, New York, the Brooklyn, New York, of course, joined by our co-host, Dr. Latanya Hughes down in Miami, Florida, who says it's like freezing. Anything below 70 degrees is freezing in Miami. Yeah. Yes. And yes. Um, their toes are cold. They, the, the furs are out because it's all of yep. what? Dr. Hughes, 58? All, yeah, we woke up to 58 yesterday. So yeah, it's rat fur boot season uh, and everything. You yeah. know, I can't so with you all. It's 50. I'm in jeans. I'm going to put a light jacket on after we finish. Right. Go out <laughs> and I enjoy the day. And uh, today we have a special co-host guest, uh, Ashley Austin Hill from Rules of Arrangement. Um, she's joining us from actually North Florida, originally from Dallas, Texas area. Hi, uh, Ashley. How are you this morning? I am wonderful, fantastic, and slightly uh, scared of the questions you're about to ask. Me. It's okay. It's no. It's like we're just girlfriends having a conversation, but the conversation is going to be a little. Uh, um, focused in on uh, today's topic, which is how to organize your business for efficiency and success. So Ashley, tell us what you do and um, why you do it. Um, I organize. I organize everything from small businesses to personal homes um, physically. Um, And I've started consulting with um, smaller human services organizations like assisted living facilities Mm. um, to to get them structurally and operationally organized. Um, And I'll I'll share a little bit of my background with you all. Um, I am, uh, I've been organizing for about six years part-time on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, That's my business. Um, But I've also worked in the human services field for the last 12 years. I've done nonprofit. I've done um, intellectual and developmental disabilities, service coordination, case management. I've worked in geriatrics. And I also was an investigator um, for nursing homes and assisted living facilities. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have a rounded view of human services because of the populations that I've worked with and the type of um, dealings that I've had. From oh, we didn't that, do that here. <laughs> from that, um, I started recently um, organizing and helping smaller assisted living facilities get some of the things that they were being cited for and some of the issues that they've had corrected with some structural organizations, some operational organizations. Wow. That's really good because it's it's a huge tie. Um, you know, you hear the phrase um, "cleanliness is next to godliness." Um, mm-hmm. but that's really a defining point. I think you made mention of in a roundabout way that you know, basically, mental health is directly tied to cleanliness. Like what you live in or what you work in is going to determine your level of. Um, achievement, your level of success in this this particular show. Um, and so it's really important to have organization in both your personal life, your business life, but then also I heard you mention that you do organizational um, from a structural standpoint. And I would only assume that means how you should structure your company to make it flow a little bit better. Is that correct? 
Yes, and that's that's exactly what I mean. Um, just just really pulling some pieces together, just even basic stuff. How do you maintain client records? How do you maintain employee records? Yeah. How do you ensure that your employees have what they need when they're on the premises with your clients? Simple things like that. Um, as far as the small businesses are concerned, uh, the, I call it structural and operational organization because it's literally structure. You have to have some foundation in order to do your business. Right. And a lot of times what I'm seeing with some of the, the, the smaller businesses, especially the smaller human service businesses, is that they don't have any real structure. They'll have a set of uh, policies somebody gave them when they went through their orientation class, but they haven't made those policies their own. They don't even know what the policies say. So how can you run an effective and efficient business if you don't even know how to operate or use the policies that you have? I think sometimes we over-policy everything, right? And that we have so many policies. It's like people will take maybe one or two to understand. And it's just, it's an inundation of policy. And then it becomes chaos and it's organized chaos, but it's not Mm -hmm. effective at all. And you're not being efficient in your business. So I think the other thing is too, people are so... Um, gung ho to start a business that they just kind of just jump right on in, and, and that's and gonna be the next thing I say. You're right. <laughs> they just jump on in and get started, and then they figure, oh, I'll do that later. Not realizing that's the important stuff. Now, I'm not saying organized to the point that you never get started. I mean, but have stuff in place. But they don't. A lot of people just start business. They just start. They think that it's just getting out there, sales, and getting money. But they don't think. Of about the back end and all of that other stuff. So when it's time to get taxes and it's time to get audited and making sure that everything, you know, quality assurance and everything is there, they figure, oh, okay, I'll just work backwards and fix it. But next thing you know, two years is gone. You're $10 million company and that's fantastic. But you can't, you, 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 you don't have any climate that, you know. So now you can and having to start over because, you know, vendor relations and all that kind of stuff. And you don't know that you done lost three or four vendors and don't know who can get your stuff now. So, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Well, I think it's, it's a lot of um, mess that people start. And then what happens is they start to ignore the mess because it's like you can put it over in a corner someplace and then it starts to grow. Right. So it's like, oh, well, I'll get to that box of receipts one day because I know I did it in my business and it was like, holy bajoli, like I had to get my interns to start funneling through and filing out all of my receipts from like two years because I just got like, oh, okay, yeah, they're over there. And I think mine was in a place of um, I know I have it online. So why do I need to organize the actual paper receipts when you actually should organize those paper receipts? Because you never know like when you're going to need them. I have my own personal receipts that I need to organize because let me tell you, uh, when you have a year to take something back, you don't throw that receipt away, but you right. <laughs> on your hands and you know, you're able to... Um, you're able to find it pretty well. But not only that, I think it just gives you peace of mind, right? Like having Mm -hmm. your stuff organized just gives you peace of mind that you can look over. Like, I don't want to even look at my area right now because if I look over there, it's going to give me stress, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm. people have that stress feeling when they immediately walk into their office and everything is all over the place. Right. And I know that's how my desk at work is. It's like everything is all over, but I happen to know where everything is. I know which pile is something is in. 
Um, and so I think in my mind, I've created space, but I didn't have the physical space to do that. Right. Um, the one thing that I, 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 my husband and I say this often, you have so many re- um, resources at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. You have a you have a phone in your hand. There are so many apps, resources, or tools, companies. It's so much stuff out there that can help you get organized. And I, I'll use this for instance. Um, everybody doesn't like QuickBooks, or you know, everybody doesn't necessarily use Intuit products. But I use QuickBooks self-employed because I can put I can scan every last uh, receipt that I use and save it right to their database. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I can link it directly to my business account. So they're going to already have the transaction. All I have to do is put the receipt to it. Really simple tools out there that you can literally use on your cell phone, on the go. When you go and stop and purchase something for a client, instead of walking to your car and throwing the receipt down, snap the picture right there before you walk out of the store, save it to your to your um, app. And there are other apps that do that. And mm-hmm. I think that that's one thing that people forget. We live in an age of technology and there are tools, but you have to do your research and you have to figure out what's best for you. And I've had people ask me, well, you know, what software should I use? What should I, I can't tell you what's going to be best for you. I can make suggestions and then tell you to go do your research. I prefer these products, but everybody's business is different. Like for instance, if you're, um, if you are a stylist, and you own your own boutique. Style seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have all of these products at your fingertips. And it may cost $5 a month. But that $5 could be the difference in you spending 10, 15 hours down the line trying to scan receipts and figure out how much money you spend. You know, sometimes money, you know, the few dollars that you spend is worth your time, your sanity, and the, the cost of organization. Well, mm-hmm. and it's... As a customer, I found my stylist on Style Seat. So, for those of you who don't like Style Seat or may not use it, I, I personally found my stylist and three other people um, who got their hair done where I got my hair done ended up going over there to her too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. out of extension of one, she ended up getting a total of you know four clients. So, don't think like she said, don't slide a lot of stuff that's out here that's available for you. But do your research because it may not be a good platform for you. But I know as a consumer. It was live for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I'll say the the best tool for you to use for your business is the one you're going to use. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the name on it is or what developer came up with it. If you're not going to use it, then right. it's pointless. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. So, and I, I do encourage, I encourage um, anybody that has a business where you're service oriented and people can schedule their own meetings with you. Like, let's say you, you want to put a calendar out. There's so many apps, uh, Simply Book Me, Appointly. You can go down the gamut. There are ways for you to get your time organized, ways mm-hmm. to, to put what, what your availability is. It's so many tools out there. And I just, I encourage people. Go do your research. Research will literally save your life sometimes if you just know what to go and look for. And then, you know, we're in a day and age, like you said, of technology. So there really is no excuse other than laziness as to why you won't do the research. There is no excuse of, 
I don't know how to research because you can ask Google questions like you would a human being and they Mm -hmm. respond accordingly. So Mm -hmm. that's a great place to start um, on in organizing is just simply start asking the the proper questions, the right questions, the questions that are in your mind that you feel like might be dumb questions. Ask Google if you don't want to look crazy or look dumb, which there is no dumb question, but, um, it's an investment and you have to to be determined to invest in yourself and invest in the process of becoming successful. Because if you don't invest in it, if you don't sow good seed in it and water it and fertilize it, then what are you going to really expect to grow? Uh, of investment on investopedia.com. Um, the article that was written is nine tips for growing a successful business. And number one, ding, 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 get organized. (laughs) Be successful in business. You need to be organized. Organization will help you complete tasks and stay on top of things to be done. So you have to get organized because it is life for your business. It will free you from the uh, overwhelming feeling that is bogging you down and detracting from other sales and money generating tasks that you should be doing if you figure out a system that works for you. So, you know, just some thoughts as we go into a break. We're talking today about how to organize your business for efficiency and success. You're listening to Business in Black and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And we're back with Business in Black. This is Danita Harris, your host. And today we're talking with uh, Miss Ashley Austin Hill uh, out of Dallas, Texas, about how to reorganize or how to organize your business for efficiency and success. Um, Ashley is the owner of Rules of Arrangement, which is a organizational uh, company for your home, for your business, for everything in your life, uh, everything from the physical spaces that you exist in, like your office and that pile of receipts, if you're like me, that you have stuffed away in a box somewhere in a corner or your home. Uh, if you have, you know, been living in a place where I actually know somebody like this, living in a place that's uh, been about three years and hadn't unpacked yet, probably <laughs> should go ahead and do that. Um, or whether you're trying to structurally um, bring your business into life, um, she can help with all of that. And um, we were just giving a, a little talk about um, some of those organizational uh, findings, which would be the tie-in to mental health and stress around your house being organized. Um, And I just found some really interesting facts. Um, Some of them came from Forbes.com, and they were talking about um, how super organized entrepreneurs review their goals daily. So beyond the actual physical space now, let's talk about the mental space a little bit. and do you have a goal daily goal list? Because I've heard a lot about goal lists of every day. And, you know, you can put the last things that you didn't accomplish that day on the top of the next list. And I just have failed. Let me be very honest. I've failed in this department. I have things in my mind that I know I need to do, but I have to get better at writing them down. And I just, I don't write them down. And I know I need to. Um, the one thing I, although I just promoted technology for sure, 
Um, I'm still an old school girl. I have a paper calendar. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I write in it. I write in it with the pencil. It stays with the pencil in the little side pocket. Um, and whatever I don't get done today, let's say I had a day that got off kilter. If I'm not already scheduled or booked to the max for the next day, I just move it over. Um, it, it's just simple for me that way. Um, and and, and it, it helps me because I have to physically see it. When you physically do something, you physically, you know, put something on paper. It's just like a reminder for me. So I encourage everybody to use a paper calendar. Yes, use your tools because your tools will help you with your customers. But that one thing that that, that really I've seen change the way that people do business is to have their own paper calendar. It's yeah. just my personal opinion. Now, if it doesn't work for you, use Google, use whatever calendar you want. But that paper calendar makes a difference because you physically had to take the time to sit down and fill out your order of the day. You physically had to take the time to sit down and check off what you've actually done for the day. And it just makes the world a bit different. Well, I do that. I have it right here. Look, yay, I got mine. Okay, do you refer to it? Yes. No, I do actually. Like right <laughs> now, it says uh, 9 a.m. recording with Ashley. No, I actually do. And you know where I got that from was Joan Rivers. I watched Joan Rivers, uh, what, her documentary after she passed and um, sh- her calendar was filled to the max. And her point was, if this isn't filled to the max, then I'm not producing money. And people forget that. People forget that your present day looks like your previous 90 days. And Mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about that before, but today is a reflectant of what you've accomplished and you've pushed and you've sown the last 90 days. So if you haven't seen the fruit of your labor that you want to see, then perhaps in the next days, you need to be doing something different so that your next 90 day point off can be what it is that you're looking for. So you can't sit around and just will it into existence. You got to have to do the work. So I, I, you know, I guess I felt like I was tied to a checklist where I have it on the calendar. It's not necessarily a one, clean my room, two, make <laughs> breakfast. You know, I have it on my list. I feel better about myself now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I pray that people don't put so much. Listen, we want you to get organized. Right. We want you to be prepared. We want you to have done the, the, the initial foundational work, but we also don't want you to become overwhelmed. So, so let's be realistic here. I don't need a to-do list if I have a calendar. That's, right. that's too much. Right, right, now, right, right. That's, that's redundant. Me. <clears throat> it's redundant and it's a waste of time. But if you have a calendar that you can physically see and physically write on, you know what you need to be done for the day when you right. don't go through it off. And I like the due, I like the due date aspect of the calendar yeah. because if I have what I found is the calendar works better for me because if I just have a list and put a due date next to it, then it's not as impactful as seeing it on the calendar on that right. date where it says do this date. So right. you know, I, I, I right. really appreciate that release. So hopefully that released a couple of other people from the daunting task of redundancy. Um, so the other things Forbes.com says is, um, batch tasks, do things similar, do similar tasks all on the same day 
on the same week. And their example was like, if you're going, I know Dr. Hughes does this one. Like if she's going to write her articles, like she'll write all of her stuff at the same time and then schedule all of their releases so that she doesn't feel overwhelmed. And it, it, you know, she's concentrated that hour or two out and then she's able to move around from that. Tell us how you do that, Dr. Hughes. Um, You know, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Again, you know, for instance, I do mentoring minutes every morning um, as far as affirmation is concerned. And so sometimes I'll just schedule some time aside and I, 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 I do clock my time, by the way. I have like a little timer <laughs> that I set because I don't want to go over that time. And whatever I record and edit and upload in that time frame, that's it. So for instance, a few weeks ago, I did a month's worth of recordings and edited, uploaded, and I scheduled the whole month. So I don't have to do that for a whole month. So that's one month work of something that I would probably take do every day. Wow. That I completed in, in two hours. So now what does wait, that free wait, up? go back, go back, go back. A I did one work. month of work in, in two, two hours. hours. That's amazing. So now that frees me up for the time that I would do every day, those after those morning mentoring minutes to record them, edit and upload every day. Now I have all of that free time to do to wow. devote to the things. Just I write imagine. A imagine right. that. A right. month worth in two hours. And that was inclusive of editing. That's inclusive of editing and uploading and doing the end and setting um, the, the schedule for them to send to upload. That's meaning email and to social media. I did all of that. I'm a believer. I think I've just been converted <laughs> to the church of getting organized. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, whether it be recording videos or setting up your social media posts, you have Crowdfire, you have um, Hootsuite, all yep. these apps mm-hmm. that you can go in and schedule your postings. Right. So there's no reason why you can't do two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. worth of online scheduling, mm-hmm. worth of online posting. There's no reason. You have the tools at your fingertips. It's just a matter of using them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, another one off the forest.com list is um, choose a few major tasks for the day, meaning don't overwhelm yourself. I think people have the tendency to want to be superwoman especially Mm -hmm. women, and we want to tackle the whole world in a day, but we don't have to. We can take a major project and work on that one and perfect that and then move on to the next day. Uh, God willing um, that we make it to the next day, but you know, we, we don't have to push it all in one day. We're very limited on time. And like Dr. Hughes says, she frees up a, an enormous amount of time in the month by do, concentrating for two hours and then it frees her to do other sales. Gener- That's the point I want people to understand. Once you organize like that, it frees you up to do sales generating items. So yeah. the two hours is not sale- generating sales. It's producing something that can help generate sales, but it is not the physical act of generating sales. No, it's editing, it's recording, it's doing all of that research that she needs for those. It's all of that. But... Yeah. The, the sales generation portion would be her newsletter going out, would be her um, 
that actual piece going out would be her going to networking events and meeting new people would be following up with prospects would be finding mm-hmm. prospects. Those are all her sales generating portions of that, that really is going to pay her that two hours time of recording and editing is not necessarily going structured to pay her. It's structured to help her look like an authority in her industry, which it does. Um, and so, you know, choose the choosing the right things i think and that was i think for me it was a fear of doing almost a fear of doing the right things because i knew doing the right things were going to produce something that i wasn't quite ready for right well here's the other thing too i think people fill their calendar uh, there every day because if it's not filled to the max they feel like they're not productive mm-hmm. to it's it's not quantity it's quality. What is the quality of the work you're completing in a day? And so what matter? What does it matter if you get 20 things done or three really good things that's really going to lead to something? Because you have to think about what is the length of time is going to take to complete some of those tasks. So if you know it takes you an hour to write a feature blog, that means you've got to do your research and all that stuff. Okay. And you're, you've got three feature blogs to do that's three hours of time okay how much time are you really working in a day because you still need time to rest and balance and all this other kind of stuff so if you fill your day with every 15 minutes like every hour every hour of the day is full of activity meaning work to do then you're not giving yourself time that's not healthy because where's your time to walk away and meditate and, and, and get proper balance and maintain proper health that's mental health physical health and all this other kind of stuff you have to you have to be able to do that and so you have to know what are you doing and how much time it takes to complete those things and then prioritize them and then get it done and so sometimes people think filling it up makes them look busy but is it important to look busy or to actually be productive and that's two different things Right. And if I may interject, be, being that, and I'm going to be transparent here, um, being that I, I have anxiety. And so because I have anxiety, I have to ensure that I have a plan. Because the minute that that things start to derail, if I have a plan, then I can still kind of navigate myself around what's happening for the day. Right. The minute that I add too much to my plate, my anxiety creeps up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, and, and, and one thing that I want people to understand, we're not just talking about, you know, your situational anxiety where, you know, everybody has it from time to time. I, I live with this daily. So I have to point. Mm-hmm. I have to have an order of, of uh, my daddy called it an order of service. What's your order of service for today? <laughs> I, have to have, I have to have an order um, uh, and, and a plan for the day if I'm going to get anything accomplished. And a lot of times if I'm, in a week where I may not have as many projects, I'll plan my day the day before. Um, so I don't have so much pressure because I'm in a week where clearly I can, I can kind of slow down a little bit, focus on the things that need to be done in the back office, as Denita said, uh, as the back office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I make a plan every day. I have a plan. Every day, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not filled with seventeen things. It's filled with maybe four. And I think that's that's huge because I think oftentimes a lot of business people don't have that daily plan. I think mm-hmm. they wake up and they say, "I've got to go make money," or "I've got to do business today." And it's that mm-hmm. generic. And in their minds, they know what they mean, but they don't articulate it. And like when you release that into the universe, what are you really releasing? 
right? So the specificity of what it is I need to do, what it is I need to accomplish. I need to reach out to 15 prospects today. I need to follow up with 15 prospects today. I need to close that contract. Whatever those things are, I think when you speak them into existence, then it makes them easier to do. And like you say, it brings a calmness to you um, because you know what the agenda is for the day. You don't know, um, you don't have that, that feeling of uh, ambiguity or that feeling of like, which way do I go? What, you know, what am I doing? And that really helps the flow of business. It really does. Um, I think uh, something you said is very important when you talked about anxiety. I think, um, you know, First of all, you have to understand starting a business, you have anxiety, even mm-hmm. if it's not manifested. It's still that there's always anxiety is, is kind of a, is a byproduct of fear. So there's something mm-hmm. in the back that you're fearful. You're stepping out into something new. So there's an anxiety there. There's pressure to produce and to be successful. And for one thing I want to tell people is in this process of organizing yourself for, for, you know, for your business, be patient and be kind to yourself because exactly. we put a lot of unnecessary pressure on ourselves because we want to produce and produce because there's a lot of success stories. There's, there's a lot of overnight success stories, but that may not be your story, but be patient with the process and be kind to yourself. And that will release some of that off of you because you are already have, you know, and if you have investors and depending on your type of business, yeah, that's already coming with anxiety because you're worried about, okay, I got to pay this money back and I got to do this, and da, 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 da. you know, you have all of that, but we'll stop and take time and be patient and be patient and be patient. I can't say that enough. Be patient and be kind to yourself in the process because if you're not, you won't think clearly and therefore whatever you do, whatever process you do to be organized every day, it won't work because you can't think clearly to know what you're supposed to be doing to help yourself stay organized. Right. The other part of that is I also schedule my time off. Yeah. I don't work days. I yeah. do not work my days. I don't work Mondays. Those that that is a day. Sundays and Mondays, I do not work. Right. I don't. I don't answer calls. I don't. I don't help out with. Oh, I need this. No, I don't work Mondays. Those are my days. Those are my days to recenter myself. Um, and, and as a business owner, we work. I was up last night till twelve o'clock working on a client's um, corrective action plan. Uh, <laughs> I had to because it's my client, and I need to. And I and I want to, you know, make sure the job is done right, but. Come Sunday morning, I won't pick my computer up. I won't look at my email. It'll wait till Tuesday. Mondays, I'm off. It is what it is. You not, when, when you schedule yourself, you also have to schedule your freedom. Yes. I think that's imperative. Yes, honey. Say that again. Schedule your freedom. Schedule your freedom and you have to schedule your peace. And don't get me wrong. You should, you should find places to be peaceful every day. Right. You should you should you should find places to be free every day. When I say schedule your freedom, do the things that make you happy. Do the things that bring you joy. Do the right. things that don't require you to be um, president, CEO, owner, hat, whichever hat you're going to put on for the day. You have to schedule your freedom and your peace, and know your limits. Know mm-hmm. your limits. So if you know that you you talk to four clients today, you've organized or uh, not organized, but you've done four services today, five services today, and you're white, and you're thinking about, well, you know, I could go ahead and take this last client, but you're really exhausted. Yeah. Why would why would you position yourself to 
to do subpar work with the client just to make that extra money for mm-hmm. the day. Understand your limitations. I would be like a pilot too exhausted to fly a plane exactly. or a surgeon too exhausted exactly. to do the procedure. So, and well, you I think the best service that you can. Right. right. And if you're and if you're not at a hundred percent and you've done all that you can do for the day, stop. Yeah, I like well, that. That's the other note. I think that's a very tweetable moment. Uh, schedule your piece. Yeah. So we'll tweet that one out for sure. But uh, we are listening today to um, Ashley from Rules of Arrangement. Uh, and we're talking about how to organize your business for efficiency and success. And you're listening to Business in Black. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And we're back with Business in Black. This is your host, Anita Harris. And today we're talking uh, with Ashley Hill of Rules of Arrangement <laughs> uh, about how to organize your business for efficiency and success. And we've really talked a lot about some um, really interesting topics of how this conversation could have gone. Um, but um, the topic that I love the most, of course, is the mental well-being Um, of the organizational piece and how it really helps you to feel, I think we left off on this last segment of feeling like that burden or that weightiness of the disorganization will impede upon you in multifaceted ways. And so Ashley spoke about how it would, for her, produce more anxiety um, that she already deals with. And so for her having a plan of action, having a calendar where she writes stuff down um, or an app, if you're more technologically savvy, um, is helpful in navigating that. And so it's a big component of what makes you successful and what would make you unsuccessful. So these are these are not just Ashley isms. These are not just our isms. These are actually tools that many successful people use and they're worth incorporating because what's the worst that can happen if you try it, you don't like it, you can go back to doing what you were previously doing. But something tells me if you start to implement some of these things, you're going to see some changes in the way your business is running and how you feel. Because um, when you feel good, you do better things. We just left off talking about if you're not fatigued from doing too much in the business, then you're more productive when you are doing business and how important it is to schedule that time off. So not only is it is it important to have that mental clarity in your headspace of what you're doing, how you're going to do it, but it's also important to schedule time off to give you that regeneration time that you need as a busy entrepreneur, a busy business owner, that you um, can then come back and continue doing what you do. I don't know how some people do it. I see businesses like here in New York. I see businesses that are open every single day of the week. And I don't, I don't understand it. I, I just really don't understand it because how can you possibly, especially if you're a small business and you're just starting out and it's just you and your husband or you and one or two employees, how can you possibly service to the best of your ability um, when you're constantly there? When is your time, like you say, to regenerate? Because a couple of hours just doesn't cut it, I wouldn't think. No. So uh, anyway, uh, according to entrepreneur.com, you know, 
organization is key because um, some of their tips on getting organized um, was to create a clutter-free desktop. That's my biggest thing. Like my desktop at work is just inundated with papers. And so what, what tips would you give to create a clear space on the desktop? So um, if depending on what type of desk you have, of course, but I am one of those type of people where I, I use the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, if I know that today I need to be working on this project, X, Y, and Z. I will literally take everything off of my desk the night prior or the afternoon prior and go and file it where it needs to go. If there is no file, then I use, you know, the the file organizers that you can purchase. The accordion ones. The accordion ones. Uh And I put documentation in there in the order that I need to handle it. Mm. So whatever needs to be handled first, Mm -hmm. I put it in the Run whatever it needs to be handled second I'll put it in the second run mm-hmm. literally, literally just simple things like that and you don't have to necessarily use that type of file system but what file organizer do you like what do you like to use a notebook some people I know they use a notebook and they put the little uh, paper protectors in there or the little folders in there where you can put stuff in pockets and they organize their week by the pocket or by the rung or the um, tab in the notebook it's literally what makes sense to you what is going to be easiest for you um but clear that desk off daily mm-hmm clean my desk daily. So if I was working on a file and it's something that I've completed, then I either am going to shred the document that I had in my hand or I'm going to file it away immediately. These are things that you have to start doing daily. You can't let it pile up because then it's going to get out of control and you're going to feel overwhelmed. Now, if if it's already out of control and you feel overwhelmed, use your resources. mm Mm-hmm. What 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 little you know what what daughter or cousin or friend or 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 anybody that you're working with in your office that's really organized that you see that you say you know I really like how they do work go ask them to help you go ask them to show you you know their methods use your resources we feel like we always have to do everything ourselves you know that exactly no, but you, but listen nobody's great at everything. Right. This is true. And if you're this is not why great, people need to call you and hire you because you exactly. have perfected the organizational people and stop trying to do everything and then you're burnt out and then you have other issues going on. So exactly. hire somebody to help you. Well that that was gonna be my next point. Of course, of course I want people to to reach out to the professionals and get the help. But so everybody doesn't have that you know, the, the, that finance in, in order to do that. But if you have somebody in your life who is organized, so you have somebody in your life who operates in the way that you want to emulate them, mm-hmm. learn from them, mm-hmm. get the information you need from them. There are other ways to do it. Um, I, I, I really believe in doing things in according, according to what works for you, the things that you see that are best for you so I, I i it's difficult for me to tell you well go buy this this and this right because I, I 
don't know how you use your desk. I don't know the, the tools and the, and the techniques and the things that you use. But if you tell me, hey, I like the way this person does it, or I would like to try to use this, then we can start somewhere. But you have to figure out who you are first in your business and what things work for you and what things don't work for you. And some ideas you might be able to find on like, let's say, Pinterest. If exactly. Um, hire a professional, uh, which Ashley is available for hiring. You can reach <laughs> Ashley at rules with an S of arrangement.com and um, reach out to her and email her about her services. Or you can um, go to her website, rulesofarrangement.com and check it out there. But And she will travel. So that's good. But um, you can go on Pinterest and just look at some of the things that people have done in case you're not a creative person person because not everyone is a visual person and can see the space you Mm -hmm. can just start implementing a couple of things here or there that will help you with that um another one from entrepreneur.com was a big one for me get organized on your computer because I'll just save, 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 save and I'm not bundling into file folders on there and then it's like oh wait you know, and then I, I wasn't for the longest time putting keywords so that if I forgot what folder I put in, at least I can remember the keyword. And I was not doing that. So I've gotten really good at saving bundles <laughs> of folders and then um, tagging with keywords so I can easily find what it is I'm looking for. And the biggest thing for me was I was saving everything on the desktop, which is a no-no because it will start to pull the, um, I don't know, (laughs) RAM or whatever. I'm not a tech person, but it will start to slow, basically slow your computer down. Right. Um, The one thing that I would encourage when you're doing, when you're talking about being technical, technologically organized um get a hard get an external hard drive Mm. it will change your life um i love my external hard drive um, because no matter where i am no matter what i'm doing if i don't have my own computer i can go use another (laughs) but also you have more memory more space and you free your computer up to use all of its memory towards performance Mm. So that's that's something that I encourage everyone to have, not just entrepreneurs, but everyone. But when you get when you get ready to organize your your internal or uh, files on your computer, you want to you want to remember a couple of things. One, whatever project you're working on, you need to have a main folder for that project. Always under that main folder, you need to have at least some subfolders with. Well, let's say, you're, for instance, you're a marketer and you're working on XYZ's laundromat service. You're going to have a folder for XYZ laundromat service. Under XYZ laundromat service, you also need to have a folder that says agreements uh, or uh, signed agreements, whatever, so that you know where to go find your back office documents for this organization. After that, then you need to have a marketing folder where you're saving all your pictures and all of your logos and all of that other stuff. And after that, then you need to, you know, have whatever spreadsheets or whatever it is. Everything needs to be in space where you can easily go and say, I know where to find it. It's in this folder because it's for this this particular organization. Every organization I serve has its own folder. I never, I never save everything in one spot. One. I do it because I feel as though I have a responsibility and a duty not to intermingle their information. Mm-hmm. Two, 
Two, I also have a responsibility to know where their stuff is in the event that they ever call me back. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, I need you to send me this. Hey, I want you to send me that. Or can you refer me to the information? It's all about it's, it's all about decency and order, but it's also about saving you time in the long run. Mm-hmm. Because if, they, if that client comes back and wants you to do something else for them, are you going to go hunt through 70,000 files to figure out what you what you did before? Or are you just going to start over? Right. So then, then you talk about wasting time. So organization isn't just about, oh, let's put it together so we know where to find it. Let's put it together so that we save time in the long run. Let's put it together so that our, our our time doesn't just work against us. It works for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that um, because with the, the what you said about the hard drive, so um, external hard drive folks will cost you anywhere from one terabyte, which I know from according to my dad is a lot of space. Mm-hmm. So that'll cost you about 50 bucks up mm-hmm. to a four terabyte, which would cost you about 120 bucks. And it's very affordable to get. So it's something you want to definitely invest in. So when you start talking about a stick or what do they call the USB drive, flash, yeah, the flash drive, drive um, those are, if you don't find them on sale, they might cost you about 30 or 40 bucks. Usually I found mine on sale for like 10 bucks, but just imagine, um, and their, their amount of space doesn't pale and com- it pales in comparison to a terabyte. So mm-hmm. it's, you're, you're only going to get like 32 gigs on a flash drive compared to a terabyte, which is like way more. Uh, how much more? I don't know, but I'm not a tech person. <laughs> but, uh, I know it's a it's, lot more. It's, it's, like, a, much it's better. like a thousand gigs. It's like okay, a thousand gigs. Okay, <laughs> so a thousand compared to 32 um, yeah. for a couple of dollars more and you can uh, utilize that. And like she says, you can carry it around. Now, it's not pocket size, but it will fit in your purse. It will fit in your um, <laughs> Pocket in terms of like your, I, I meant like your jeans pocket, like, you know, yeah. your flash drive, like some money, you can fold it up and put it in your front pocket. You can't quite do that with this, but it's still portable enough to where it's not cumbersome and it's really going to enhance the performance on your computer and it's going to help you. Um, and you actually, I know people that have different ones for different projects they're working on. So they have all these, and that's their filing system is by these um, passports or um, external hard drives is that they'll file them away like that. So um, get with the program, Danita, like get organized. This is so much fun talking about organizational stuff. Listen, my external hard drive is my life because when you lose, when you're, when you have a laptop crash on you, Mm. all it takes is one one time. And and that was like 15 years ago. And I I live by an external hard drive. I got the same one and and you half of the space. Maybe one third or one fourth. Because then when I bought mine, um, you know, I bought one that will be a whole lot of space because I was like, I wanted to be able to have files, pictures, movies, and, you know, movies and, mu- and music. And when you have all those take up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't want to have anything on my, com- on my computer other than the, fi- the, you know, the programs that it needs to run. So everything else needs to be, be able to fit on this external hard drive. So I got that then. And I'm telling you, I have not used one third of the space on there, but I'm grateful that I have it because I don't lose nothing. 
I can always, if I change my laptop, I change my computer, I don't have to sit here and try to put everything on a disc or something that, and then move it over and all this other kind of stuff because I'm getting rid of my laptop. No, everything is still on this drive. So it doesn't matter how, what computer, like she says, it don't matter what, all I need. I, you can go to the library mm-hmm. and connect that thing and you're good to, you know what I'm saying? You're good to go. So, uh, and it's also a good way for you to protect your client's files because I'm, I'm grateful for the cloud. But there are some industries and some businesses where you, and, and, and I will say this for everyone, you want to make sure you protect your client's personal identifiable information mm-hmm. because you don't want to be liable for any of your client's information getting out and all this other kind of stuff. Like, I mean, we just saw the Equifax breach and all this other kind of stuff. That stuff is real. And so anything you can do to get your information off of your server or your computer or, you know, whatever, and off to a protected place, because some industries, some states, they will come and audit you. Even as a small business, they want to see how are you protecting your client files and information. Right. Right. Well, get a um, external drive. And, and actually, <laughs> I found that um, you can purchase one that is not a market one that you would find at a, a major store. Um, I had one made for me when I was in South Florida, and it was not that much more than the ones that you can buy off of a shelf in a box all ready to go. And the reason why I did that was because they told me that those would fail because the one I had, I had, I purchased previously one off the shelf and it failed. And they were like, no, we can build one a billion times better for about the same amount of money. And so I let them build me one. So um, that's an option as well. Uh, another key to organizing your business, according to entrepreneur.com, is um, managing your mail. Yes. That's a huge one because, you know, we get tired of sifting through mail and like I'm guilty of, I have a PO box here in, um, in Brooklyn and I don't check it every day cause I don't want to check it every day. Uh, cause I feel like it's just going to be a bunch of, um, magazines and, um, offers. And sometimes that's true, but sometimes there's time sensitive mail that comes in the mail that we have to do a better job and not just throw it somewhere. So I have a board over my computers where I stuff that's super duper important I tack to that board because otherwise I'm going to lose it um, mm-hmm. I have a box for bills that I, I just I already know I'm paying those and I throw them into that box I don't really care about organizing them and then um, so that's my kind of system but um, you know your mail is important because you never know heck I've gone to the, the box and there's been money and I'm thinking, well, how long has this check been in here, right? right. So <laughs> get into that mailbox is definitely um, important. I think the biggest thing off of this list for entrepreneur.com is keeping track of your time which we talked a little bit about before of not just scheduling the things that you have to do, but scheduling the things you don't have to do Mm -hmm. in terms of scheduling your peace time, scheduling your date night with your boo and your husband, scheduling, you know, all the things that we forget as busy professionals and busy entrepreneurs to, um, to do of that connection back time. So Mm -hmm. we, we have to organize our life in a way where we do have enough time because we do 24 hours is a lot of time during the day. Um, you know, we don't have to use it all to sleep. We don't have to use it all to be in commute. And there's even things like on your commute that you could be doing that's helping you become more productive. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So organizing your time. I know a lot of people will listen to audiobooks. I can't do that though. I feel like audiobooks are gonna I'm gonna get too distracted while I'm driving. I get into the conversation. But anyway, um the last part that we're gonna talk about before we get into this final hour um, as we're wrapping up our show of tips of um, and um, ideas on how to organize your business for efficiency and success. Um, We'll just uh, find out a little bit more. I don't want her to give everything away, but we'll find out a little bit more from Ashley, how she helps her clients and um, you know, what things that you can do starting right now that will help you um, move to a higher efficient, highly efficient business and a more successful business. So you're listening to Business in Black. and You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And we're back uh, for this final portion. We're talking uh, today to Ashley Austin-Heal about how to organize your business for efficiency and success. And we've had some great tips, uh, everything from talking about mental health issues to um, just scheduling time for yourself because we all need time for ourselves as busy entrepreneurs and busy professional people. Um, and so um, what are some of the tips? How, how do you actually work with clients, Ashley? Take us through. If I was to send you an email or if I was to pick up the phone and after I visited your website, rulesofarrangement.com, and I, I said, yes, I want to work with Ashley. Tell me, talk me through that process of how that happens. So I do a consultation with every client. And um, after somebody reaches out to me and tells me what it is that they need, um, let's say, for instance, they want their their business physically organized. I come in and I look at the, the, the facility. I talk with them about how they use it. I talk with them about who else is using the facility. I actually stay for a little bit and I see how they use the various areas, uh, what areas are in disarray. I take notes. Um, and sometimes I might stay for a couple hours just to see what's going on, just to see how they use the space. Because when you look at people's habits and you look at how they function in a space, you can better help them organize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ask them what their vision is. What do, what do you want it to look like? How do you envision the space? Um, right. And I take a resident assessment, I mean, a client assessment on what it is they want how they use the space, what the space looks like, and what type of tools they already have in place that we can use. So that's the very first thing I do when after um, a client has reached out to me. Um, and then from there, we go and we, we I look at products and I suggest products that they may need um, or organizational systems that they may need. Um, and if they don't necessarily want to buy new organizational systems, then we take what they have and we make it work. Um, and throughout the process, I, a lot of times clients think that I'm going to do it myself. I can't physically organize your space without your input if I don't know where things need to be, if I don't know how you want to use space. So I do the work, but I ask for the client to be there because I need to be able to refer to you and say, hey, I see this old receipt for 2015. Do you want me to throw it out or are we going to file it? 
<laughs> you know, just, mm-hmm. just simple things like that. So I, I always ask for the client to be present. I always ask that the client be active and engaging in the actual process because if you're not seeing me do this, if you're not in the trenches doing it, it's going to go back to the way it was after I leave and it's going to be a waste of money. And I've seen this happen where a client has hired me and I just want you to do it. I don't want to, I don't, I don't need to know. I just want you to do it. And then I'll go back six or seven months later and it's, and it's completely different than what I did because you didn't, you didn't know how to keep it organized. So I'm in a teaching mode when I go in and I help clients. I'm doing the work. I'm not asking them to do the work for me, but I am asking them to be a participant so that they know how, how the system works and they, they can see how the system works. And also, if there's something that I'm doing that they know they don't like, instead of waiting until after I finished, mm-hmm. I have the ability to fix it. I have the ability to put it in the way in the order in which they like. So it's very hands-on. It's very um, participatory. Uh, participatory and I've come to the knowledge that if the client doesn't want to participate if the client doesn't want to um, actually take the steps in learning how to organize then they're going to call me back or they're going to be upset in six months when it's back the way it was to start with well I mean I guess it's a good thing um, that, you know, they, don't, but I, maybe if it were me then to prevent them from getting upset, just let them know, Hey, guess what? I'll probably be hearing from you in six months. Exactly. <laughs> and I tell them that I do. I tell them, I think I tell them if you don't participate in your organizing and you don't learn how to organize, mm-hmm. then you're going to have me back here and it's going to be back in a disarray. Now don't get me wrong. I do have returning clients who are super busy and they can maintain it, but they still need me to come back and help them tweak it. Like a deep clean. Right. Like a, yeah, like a deep clean. So I come back and I help them in that way. But for instance, I had a client whose closet I organized. Mm. It, It took me two days to organize that closet. I begged and pleaded for the, the, the clients to come in and help me. I didn't. I organized it. I had everything folded neatly and put in place and all these good things. They had to call me back a year later to come in and fix it, and it looked a mess. And when I say it looked a mess, there were clothes on the floor, clothes on the ceiling, clothes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, praise God, because that just means more business for you. So. Exactly. Uh, you know, we're not going to knock those folks that don't want to learn because to be honest, some people are too busy and they don't want to learn. You know, they just are like, well, okay, that's what I paid you for, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I guess that's not what I meant. I I just meant that some people do become upset when it doesn't work for them. And and if you're not, if you're not a participant in learning how to organize, then it's not going to be. If you don't work it, it's not going to work. So just think that the process, like stuff folds itself, people, it's not going to happen that (laughs) way. Sorry. You know, it just doesn't um, happen that way. But, you know, I think um, that's a big resource for people. Just it's no different than, like I say, a deep clean, meaning you having someone come in. And even though you might do the work in your house and clean up on a day to day, every now and then you want to hire some muscle to come in and deep clean for you because you just don't have the time or the patience or the desire to do that portion. Uh, Ashley is a great person to hire for um, coming in and helping you. And, you know, she can put you on a six-month contract where every six months you return 
um, and that um, she'll do a, um, I know that's how my air conditioning people work. They put you on a contract and then they mm-hmm. get you a call and say, well, okay, for a year contract is X amount of dollars and mm-hmm. we come out and we service, you know, and I'm sure Ashley has no problem doing that for you. For those people who don't care to learn um, or are not passionate about it and, you know, it's okay. And that's okay. There's yeah. No, no, and if, if that's the way that I that I sounded, I please forgive no, me. No, that no, no, that's not the way you sounded. That's just the reality yeah. of it. You yeah, know? like <laughs> not everybody is passionate about organizing, or not everyone wants to do it. Uh, forget mm-hmm. the passionate part; they just feel like I have other things to do, and I don't want to do it. So let me hire Ashley to do it, and you can find mm-hmm. her at Ashley at RulesArrangement dot com to do so. Okay. <laughs> um, So according to uh, smallbusinesstrends.com, they gave 10 tips. I'll go through some of them to organize, um, to better organize. Uh, One of them was get the right note-taking tool. And we talked Mm -hmm. about that, but we didn't talk specifics about Um, Mm note-taking. Because if you're like me in the past, I would have all these little post-its everywhere and the post-its would be so old how old were they the post-its were so old they would just like lose the glue on the back and I would tape them <laughs> listen Linda I've seen your desk listen <laughs> I have seen your desk <laughs> uh, I was not She's telling the truth <laughs> I would tape them like oh they're still there look they're taped it's fine no I want them right there but I have learned I just simply use notes on my I on my iPhone I have you know and I have different notes for different things it's all organized so I just simply use notes but then there's Evernote which I never could really get into but Evernote, Evernote is cool but it, it requires you to 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 really want to use that app. And if you're not an app user, if you're not somebody that's going to really get into the, the nitty gritty of making sub files and making sub documents and going in and opening up a new notebook for this event and that event, it might be a little bit overwhelming. Right. I think that's yeah. fluid for me. I just need plain Jane, simple and keep it moving. So Mm-hmm. For those of you who are more tech savvy, Evernote, for those of you who are plain Jane like me, look, notes, and it integrates with my Mac and my, my iMac and my notebook. I mean, my, not my notebook, but my MacBook. So all of my systems, you know, are integrated in that sense. So I have it and I love it because if I accidentally delete something, I can recover it. And, you know, it's just, it's simple for me to just go in and make a note really right. quick. And um, it's so many apps you can use, SharePoint, uh, OneNote, mm-hmm. um, Band. All these different things that you can use. It's it's literally what I like to do is I have a junk email. I go up, I go in and I sign up for a product that I really want to try out. And instead of letting it flood my email, I, I try it out for a couple of days. If I like it, cool. I keep it on the team. If I don't, I get rid of it. And that's the other part about organizing that people need to understand. The things that you don't use, the things that you don't like, the things that you tried and said, you know what? I really can't get with that. If it's tangible, give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. If it's an app, shut it off. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time. But don't don't waste your time on things that you know are not efficient for you. Right. right. And that don't gel with you because it's just going to frustrate you even more. 
Exactly. Um, another way of becoming more successful in organizing uh, your business is, um, according to smallbiztrends.com, is meet with a tax advisor. I don't think enough yes. people do this. And I'm not talking about just in time for April taxes due. I'm talking about someone who can sit down with you and help you get all of what you need ahead of time. So when it is time, you don't feel like you're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And the same for meeting with a legal advisor, um, meet with someone who can help you if you're having legal issues um, and be more proactive instead of reactive. I know we have a tendency to become the ostrich with our head dug in the sand. And unfortunately, that's not the best way to do business. And it's not going to produce a successful way, um, a successful business at all. Um, I, um, I want to say when you're looking for a tax professional accountant, whomever, please make sure you do your research Mm -hmm. and and get someone who is credible. You know, don't just take them at their word, but ask them for references because you have a lot of people out here who, you know, they may know what they're doing, but they don't, you know, there are other other issues. And then there are people who are good at selling, who can sell swamp water to anybody. And don't know the first thing about, you know, so you want to make sure you do your research. I mean, dig, dig, dig and ask for references. It is okay to ask for business for references. You should be able to talk to a client. If they say they have all this experience and they're successful in this, you should be able to ask them for some references of clients they can speak, you can speak to that you, so that you will have peace of mind that this is the right person for me. Yeah. Because let me tell you, that happened to me. I hired a, a lady out of South Florida. And by the time I got to the guy who I needed to be really talking to, um, this person was a bookkeeper. And yeah, all of my stuff, I ended up owing way more money than I should have um, to the tune of almost $5,000. And, um, you know, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't uh, not do due diligence, do the due diligence, um, investigate the person, get referrals, get, you know, ask for samples of work, ask for, you know, whatever you need to, to hopefully eradicate that. And you won't have to go through what I went through. Um, Another uh, interesting one that we have not talked about, which is um, tidying up your social media profiles. According to smallbiztrends.com, I can't tell you, like I just went yesterday to a very prominent um, organization in the Black community that celebrates women. And um, they had stuff posted from 2015 when I first went to the first page. And I just, you know, I, that makes me take a step back and it makes me feel like maybe it's not as credible as you should be credible. And so uh, making sure your social media sites are up to date uh, with your copyrights, with your um, postings, with your information that's on your page is huge because you don't want an outdated website that people are going to and then people see your latest article from 2013. Like it should be very current. But what's the best way? I know you mentioned Hootsuite earlier for your postings, but how? what's the best way to organize your social media profiles? Um, I think you need to first go in with a plan on what you want to, what is it that you really want to say? What is it that you're really trying to to convey? And so, uh, 
every every time that you get ready to post something or every time that you get ready to schedule a posting, what's your thing? What's what's your thing or your thing? What are you what are you doing today? Are you are you focusing on closets today or are you focusing on offices for I'm using me for an example. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna focus on closets this month, I'm gonna post everything about closets this I month. I was just gonna say that maybe it's something <laughs> you scheduled on your calendar and it says right. this month I'm talking about closets. Yeah and next yeah. month I'm talking about offices or whatever. Whatever it is that's your thing for the month. Um I think that helps you stay focused mm-hmm. on posting. And also you can schedule posts. So if I go through and I look and I, I go on House Beautiful and then I go on HGTV and then I go on this website and they're talking about different closets, I can use those articles as a point of reference for what I'm going to talk about. Schedule those to go out. Mm-hmm. And I won't have to worry about what I'm, what's going to be posted on Wednesday. I've already, I already have it. Just like Dr. Latanya um, spoke about having her things pre-recorded. Take two hours, go through the articles you want to share, go through the information that you want to share, and schedule it to be posted. But pick a theme, pick an ideology for the month, whatever it is that you want to do, and that's what you focus on. Well, and I think that's so useful because um, um, in one of the other shows that we had, uh, Catherine Storing is a writing coach, and she was talking about how she had to clean up her blogs because her blogs became overly personal. They weren't mm-hmm. about writing. They, were, they now became about what she was doing every day. And I think business owners often get that misconstrued. If it's your business Instagram or your business Facebook page, write about your business. People don't want to mm-hmm. see what you ate last night. So mm-hmm. having that um, clarity of this month, I'm focusing on how to organize your closets. Next month, I'm focusing on how to organize your paper monsters in your office space, the next, you know, et cetera, then that's going to help you stay on track because otherwise you look not so professional in a professional mm-hmm. space when you should be a professional. And this, and honestly, these are things that I've learned over time, even from you, Danita, just, just what's your focus? What, 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 what do you really want to convey? What are you really talking about this month or, or even just this week? You know, if you can't, if you can't do a month out, even if it's just for a week, what is it that you want to focus on this week? Mm-hmm. And maybe, Maybe Monday mornings you go in and you schedule your post until Sunday. And then the next Monday you do the same thing. You have to pick a system that works for you, but you always, always, always need to have a theme or some type of focus in order to make sure that there's continuity, that you're building on knowledge and that you are offering up knowledge that will draw those people into you. I think um, the other thing, too, let, I'm going to speak to the people who this is not their forte. Hire uh-huh. somebody. There you it's go. okay to hire a social media expert or marketing person. Here's the other uh-huh. thing. Again, you want to screen, but you want to partner with people who understand your vision, who can help you. Because if you don't really know how to, you know, you don't know where to begin and that's not your forte. I'll tell somebody in a minute. Okay, I can do it, but that's not necessarily my strong suit. It right. takes me a little bit. Or and there's a lot of people, especially we have a lot of people who are coming into who are entrepreneurs who are a little bit older. So they're not as tech savvy and and you know, social media is not their thing. So what they're hiring people to do their social media for you. You need to hire the right person. I mean, that's somebody who knows what they're doing but understands your business, understands your vision, your product, your service, or whatever, and could communicate that to your intended audience because your audience is not the same as the next person. 
person's audience. So you don't need somebody who's going to do a cookie cutter. You need right. somebody who understands your market and can communicate it um, correctly. So I think sometimes we're very proud of our business and we want to do it all ourselves. And that's not realistic or feasible. It's okay to hire people to help you, but you know, you want to make sure you hire the right people who can communicate that for you so that you can focus on if, if it's worth it to you to invest in someone to do your social media, to maintain your website and do all of these things. So like uh, Ms. Harris says, you can make sure that you are a pro- you're professional mm-hmm. on, on, on all of your medias, your website, your social media, all of this stuff. What is it worth to you to hire somebody to do that for you so you can focus on something else over here on the other side? So you have to weigh those pros and cons because I understand everybody may not have the money, but what is it worth to you and your credibility as the business to make that investment, find the money, make the investment so that on the other end, you can focus on this thing over here because all of this is what generating money to present a presence for you. But like I told my mom yesterday, I saw someone, if your whole business is social media presence, but you look Lord forgive me, a hot mess. <laughs> Seriously, because you want me to invest in you. But I can't, I, I don't see me aligning with your brand because your if your appearance looks a mess, then that tells me that you're probably going to be a mess in business. And I don't right. want to work with somebody who's not, you know what I'm saying? So it makes a difference what you look like if your business is social media mm-hmm. and online presence. Looks so like shambles I, yourself. Correct. So you want to make sure that all this stuff is in is alignment, and and you know maybe you need and and for if your if your if your business is social media, you need to hire a stylist to help you look presentable. Because again, people aren't buying your service; they're right. buying you. Right. Well, and I think it's just a message of congruency, which is professional, right? It has to all be the same. What your Twitter, what your um, Facebook, what your Instagram, what your Tumblr, they all have to remain. And I know that's challenging, even from the name, what your name is on your... um, you know, your, your uh, extension name for your Facebook page or, and all of those things should be congruent with one another. And that's difficult sometimes because somebody's sometimes taken the name that you really want to use or whatever. Um, but um, just maintaining the same face, like um, a franchise, basically, you have to maintain the same face across all of the boards because mm-hmm. otherwise it looks discombobulated and yeah. disconnected. And I don't think that's a part of organizing too. That's a part of organizing too. My website and my business cards have the same color scheme. Right. (laughs) My my Facebook and my Twitter and my Instagram all have the same things going on as far as what's being posted. So that's a part of organizing too that people don't really understand. You know, if your if your website is purple but your business cards are blue, um it, it it says that you have a la- like like what Tony said. Just the continuity is not there. There's there's no presence. There's no presentation. So if you don't have any presentation, then how do I know that my services that you will render me will have a good presentation? Right, right. Yeah. Well, I think it's all great stuff. All good stuff. I was just sitting here looking on the new website. Um, I know um, you all will find some great. Um, 
Uh, great information on Ashley's website, rulesofarrangement.com. Hopefully a blog on here will be coming soon. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Oh, yes, a blog. Yes, a Some tips so we can get some tips on how to maintain our sanity, how to reduce our anxiety, how to alleviate the stress of staying organized while building a successful business. It has been a great hour. Thank you so much, Ashley, for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate you being on here. If you would like some uh, more information, you can reach out to Ashley at Ashley at rules of arrangement.com. Uh, and that's Ashley with the Y A S H L E Y at rules, R U L E S of O F arrangement, A R R A N G E M E N T.com. She is based in Dallas, Texas for now, but she will travel um, for clients and uh, she can get you ready to go to build a better business, a healthier business. That's what this sounds like to me. You're going to be de-weeding some stuff, building a healthier foundation so that your business can thrive. And that comes through organizing. And we're just so thankful that you've been here today. And we appreciate you for listening every week uh, to Business in Black. This, of course, is a weekly podcast for all things running, starting and growing and building and continuing an amazing business. And this is your host, Danita Harris, with, of course, the lovely Dr. LaTanya Hughes down in Miami, Florida. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris.